Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. The Jeff Dean Show starts now. Good morning, Tucson, and welcome to the Jeff Dean Show. I am Jeff Dean here with you on this Tuesday morning, October the 19th, 2021. It is 7.02 in the beautiful city of Tucson. We are here live on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. We are Tucson's only local morning sports talk show and a great slate of topics for you today. Uh, tons and tons of things to get into as usual. I mean, it's tis the season, right? I mean, this is this is the the great time of the year to be a sports fan. College football, NFL are in the midst of their seasons, and we are enjoying every moment of what we're seeing. Well, unless we're watching certain teams play, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. The NHL season just dropped. Uh, the puck just dropped on the NHL season last week. The Coyotes are not good. We knew they would not be good. Goaltending has been terrible, and it was again last night, and they're going to figure out what they're going to do in net. Not that it matters, but you don't want to give up seven goals every single night. <laughs> you can't win in the NHL giving up seven goals unless you're the 1993 L.A. Kings, and I don't see Wayne Gretzky walking through that door with skates on. So uh, that's pro- probably not a good situation for the Coyotes to be giving up seven goals a game. But uh, it's a long season. Obviously, they are not in contention for a uh, for a cup this year, but we will talk some hockey. Of course, we'll talk some Tucson Roadrunners hockey throughout the season as well as they are in. Uh, they are uh, they are fully uh, fully running right now as well. We'll talk with uh, with them uh, throughout the season and uh, keep you up on everything going on with the Tucson Roadrunners. It's an exciting product, a lot of fun to go watch the games, and uh, I can't wait to get to another game this year. So, looking forward to that. The NBA season tips off tonight. And I have some, I have some, some predictions. I don't know if I'll get to the predictions today because I think there are much more pressing matters to get into. Uh, my predictions can wait until tomorrow if need be. I know the season starts tonight, but it's not a big deal. Two games on the slate, uh, not going to affect the outcome unless something happens with Giannis tonight, and you know he gets injured for the race the rest of the season or something like that. Horrible that that, that would happen, but. Uh, uh, nonetheless, we, we will talk some NBA today. In fact, we're going to start talking with the NBA today here in just a moment. We also have plenty of discussion to get into about U of A football. As Coach Jed Fish was uh, in the, uh, at the press conference yesterday, I thought it was a, it was a good press conference. Um, I thought they, the media asked some, some pretty good questions of Jed. He seems, uh, he seems optimistic, and he should be. I mean, he's, you know, it's, that's – you can't just go out there and say, "Wow, you know, we really stink, and I can't stand this team, and I hate losing, and this is the worst decision of my life." I mean, he's, <laughs> you're not going to say things like that. So, um, he uh, he he laid it out. He said, "This is what we're looking for for the next six games. This is the second half of the season." I liked what he said, and he said, "I've I've never been a part of a football team where at halftime the coach didn't say it's a zero score game. It's nothing, nothing going into the second half." I, I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's absolutely true. I mean. Every every locker room I've ever been in for a game, regardless of what the score is, our coach would always say, or one of the coaches would always say, it's nothing, nothing going into the second half. We got treated as zero zero. If we're up thirty to nothing, if we were down, you know, fourteen nothing, didn't matter. Uh, it was zero zero going to the second half. So I like the approach. You know, look, 
Uh, record is, is zero and zero right now going into the second half of the season. I like that approach, and I have some thoughts about some of the things that he said uh, during the uh, during the press conference. Also talked about some of the injuries and, of course, the quarterback room moving forward. Um, I also have my list of the NFL's top quarterbacks. My my list of NFL's top quarterbacks. We uh, we may again we may get into that. We may not. There is plenty of other things to get into today, um, including look. I thought uh, I thought Greg Han- uh, Greg Hansen put out a great article yesterday. I know that basically the city of Tucson is divided between the people who like Greg Hansen and the people who can't stand Greg Hansen. I get it. Uh, you know he has certainly written you know, plenty of pieces that would upset people's upset fans and plenty of pieces that that make perfect sense to people uh, i thought the the one that he wrote that is on the uh, uh the arizona daily star website this morning um about the situation at quarterback at arizona i thought is spot on and something that i've been talking about for the entire ever since we've gotten back to being on the air i don't know whatever this week 13 or week 14 being back on the air whatever it is it's something i've been saying all along where the problem started. And uh, we'll, we'll dive into some of his article uh, today as well. I thought it was a really well-written article, and I think it's, it's something that Arizona fans should take note of. If you're not taking my word for it, get the, you know, take the word of somebody who's been covering this team and this sport for a long, long time in the city of Tucson. Last night, the Bills lose to the Titans. King Henry, I, I, what can you say about him? I mean, he's... <sighs> It's ridiculous that a guy that big can be that fast and that skilled. It's just not fair. I remember being on the sideline for the Fiesta Bowl when Boise State upset Oklahoma. Still still one of the greatest moments of my life, probably the best live game that I've ever attended. I was standing on the sideline because at media you get to go down with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. You can go down to the field and watch the game from the field because it gives you faster access to coaches and players and all that kind of stuff. They let the media down there. So the, the, the sidelines are just full of people, especially in big bowl games like that, Fiesta Bowl games, national championship games, stuff like it. You're, you're seven deep on the sideline. It's crazy. So during that contest, I found myself on the on the north end zone at uh, at the stadium in Glendale, and I was just kind of you know watching everything from about the three yard line there. And I was look, you can kind of cheat when you're that kind of when you're that far away. The officials won't yell at you if you're standing really close to the field. I was like maybe three feet, three four feet from the from the sideline from the field, uh, which was not where you're supposed to be. Um, standing right there, basically between the goal line and the five yard line somewhere. And in the first play of overtime of that game. I'll never forget, Oklahoma hands the ball off to Adrian Peterson. He makes a move, goes wide left, and goes streaking down the left sideline for a touchdown on the opening play, 25 yards. And when he ran past me, he was running at full speed. and That's probably about the five-yard line, I'll say. And I remember the first thing I thought, the first thing I thought to myself was, my God, is he big. Like, he was bigger than you than you expected to see, like when you'd watch him on TV and stuff. He was bigger than I expected. And when he went past me, there was like a whoosh of, of breeze that, that followed with him. I mean, he was moving. And I thought to myself, that is completely unfair. Because as a, as a, as a nerd, you know, in my mind here, I'm thinking about the amount of, of kinetic energy that he must be carrying with him. The size and the weight of an individual multiplied by their velocity, okay, the mass and the velocity moving in one positive direction creates a certain amount of force when it exerts on, you know, onto another object. I just couldn't imagine standing on the other side 
trying to tackle somebody like that. Last night, watching Henry, uh, watching you know uh, Derrick Henry run those plays, invoked memories of that. It invoked memories of the times when I actually got to play on the defensive side of the ball and got trucked by players who were going to end up in the NFL, unbeknownst to me. <laughs> it was it was not pretty, and I was like, I was having flashbacks, like, oh my god. He's running 22 miles an hour at 245 pounds. Get the hell out of the way. What is wrong with me? Like, th- there's just no way. You couldn't pay me enough to stand in front of that guy. <laughs> no thanks. Man, that, that, is, that is unfair. And, of course, you know, I, I, just, I, can't, I can't help but feel like I'm cursed here, folks. Like, just like the worst weekend betting ever. That was my NFL lock of the week, by the way. So my unbeaten streak is over. Because I had the Bills minus five and a half. Obviously, they lose the game, so that bet's way blown out the water. I had an, a, a same-game parlay. Listen, you hear me talk about them all the time. With FanDuel Sportsbook, I do the SGPs. I talk about the SGPs, like, here's the SGP play that I'm going to do. What, listen, there are plenty of people out there who do endorsement deals that never have never eaten the sandwich that they're talking about or worn the shoes or the underwear or whatever that they're touting. And there are people that do the sports betting, you know, reads that I'm sure don't even engage in sports betting. Let me tell you, when I say, here's the SGP or here's you know, the bet that I'm taking for this, I put my money where my mouth is. You can ask any of my friends because I send them, I'm like, here, you know, here it is. If you're looking for something, this is what I went with today on the air. This is, you know, and I put my money where my mouth is. I make bets. Okay. I'm, I'm very active. I had a, a, I put 15 bucks on an SGP last night for the game. And my SGP was, as I said, during the during the show yesterday, I had the over 27.5 points for the first half. Boom, that hit. I had Josh Allen, 300 or more passing yards. He had, 200 and, I think he had 246 at halftime. I'm like, yeah, I got this. And then eventually, yeah, in the third quarter, boom, that hit. All I needed was for Buffalo just to win the game. I didn't even take them with the spread. I didn't even, I didn't even take the points or give the points. I just took the money line. I was like, money line, just let's make it easy. Making an easy SGP. This is boom, bang, bing, sealed, signed, sealed, delivered. I'm going to cash it SGP, and it feels great. Nope. Bills lose. Un- just huge upset as the Tennessee Titans win that game 34-31. Josh Allen on a fourth and one, a fourth and less than one. His feet slip out from underneath him. The defensive tackle did his job and submarined underneath the guard and center of the, uh, of the Buffalo Bills. Got underneath everybody, created a pile. Josh Allen loses his footing on the slick field, falls down eight inches short of the line to gain, and that was the ball game. And I know there are a lot of people that are questioning Sean McDermott's uh, decision not to kick the field goal and force overtime there. Listen, this is a new age of, of football, folks. This is a different different way of thinking about things. And I'll be honest with you. I love it. I There's... There's plenty of analytics out there that you can follow. There's a Twitter account that you can follow. I can't remember the name of it right now off the top of my head. But what he does is he he uses the analytics and he puts together scenarios. Okay, so like, for instance, in that scenario last night with the time and the placement of the ball, what the chances of success and the chances for a win. Now, there was a much higher success rate if they kicked the field goal there of actually scoring the points. Okay, so there was like a there was like an 89% chance that they make the field goal but only a 50% chance or some 55% chance that they make the fourth and one run. But 
the odds of or the percentage of winning the game if you go for it and make it was like 92%, whereas kicking the field goal to tie was a 45% to win the game. And as Sean McDermott said after the game, he said, my players fought hard enough to give them the chance to win that football game. And what he meant was, my guys played too well, too hard, not just tonight, but throughout this season so far, that I am not going to deliver their fate to the flip of a coin. Because that's essentially what it comes down to. Regardless of the changes that have been made in the NFL overtimes, okay, the Bills weren't stopping Tennessee last night. They have 34 points. For, some, for whatever reason, Bills' defense just failed them last night. Tennessee was running the football all over the place. They were throwing the football. They were making miraculous catches. It was a hell of an offensive output for the Titans. Josh, uh, Sean McDermott was not going to subject his team's fate to a coin toss. Just can't do it. Not with, not with that on the line. Not with how well your team has played, and certainly not with the lead you have in the Eastern Division right now. So I thought that it was the right decision to go for it there on fourth and one. You've got a quarterback who's six foot five, two hundred and thirty-five pounds, or whatever. He's shown that he can get yardage like that before. He just helicoptered, almost got into the end zone on the previous play. So yeah, you put it in the hands of your superstar, let your offensive line move just a little bit. But hey, you know what? The other guy made a great play. Hats off to the Tennessee Titans. Great win for them, and they get to move on now as the uh, the leaders in the AFC South. And uh, the Bills have to kind of go back and think we're going to see these guys again. There's a good chance we see them again in the postseason. How in the hell do we stop Derrick Henry? Of course, that's the thoughts on everybody's minds today. Anytime you play the Tennessee Titans, how in the hell do you stop Derrick Henry? Well, you can do what the Cardinals do. Just jump all over him and take him out of the game. They put up, you know, be up 20 to nothing before fans can even get in the seats. That's probably a good way to, to, to eliminate him from the game. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, if you're playing heads up against the Titans, it's tough right now, man. He is he's running the football like I've never seen him before. He is I mean by far and away the best running back in the NFL right now. Maybe the best we've seen in quite some time. So, I like uh, I like the decision by McDermott there. Thought it was the right move and uh Bills end up losing the game. That's the way it goes. I end up losing a parlay. I'm cursed. I lose every lost every parlay this weekend. And uh, woke up a uh, big negative this uh, this morning. But, hey, you know what? We're going to keep going because I believe in myself. <laughs> keep telling myself that. Maybe something will work out. Uh, we're also going to talk about the situation up in Pullman, Washington, as Nick Rolovich, the head coach, or now former head coach of the Washington State Cougars football team and four staff members were fired yesterday because of the COVID vaccine mandate for the state of Washington and the state employees. We will certainly get into that. But coming up next, the Phoenix Suns, I talked about it yesterday, the Phoenix Suns and DeAndre Ayton could not reach a deal yesterday before the deadline to extend rookies and their contracts. What does that mean for the Phoenix Suns? What does it mean for DeAndre Ayton? We'll talk about that next. But first, we're going to do the early bird. It's an early bird special today. For those of you tuning in to the first segment, of the Jeff Dean Show. Now is your chance to win my tickets to Friday night's game against Washington, the Wildcats, and the Huskies going on at uh, Arizona Stadium on Friday night. Your chance to text to win is right now. Text the word bear down. That's just one word. Just bear down. Don't put a space in there, okay? Bear down to 68683. That's bear down to 68683. 
You've got a small window to text those in in this first hour, just you know, several minutes here, five, uh, seven, eight, ten minutes, something like that, uh, that the, the text line is open. You can win a pair of my tickets to Friday night's game. We'll announce the winners on Friday morning. Message and data rates may apply, but text now. Text the word Bear Down to 68683, and you could be a winner. Good luck. When we return, the Suns and DeAndre Ayton without a rookie extension. We'll talk about that next right here. It's the Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Now back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Welcome back to the Jeff Dean Show, Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. Talked about it yesterday that there was a deadline of 3 p.m. for rookie contract extensions. The Suns did spend $133 million yesterday, but not a single penny of it went towards their center, whom they drafted number one overall in the 2018 draft, who showed improvement throughout not only throughout his career so far, but really came to life in the postseason. And, of course, now, uh, you know, is, is left kind of feeling disrespected, not wanted. Uh, you know, and as I mentioned yesterday, look, DeAndre is a very emotional young man. And that's, you know, you're playing with fire if, if you um, are going to treat people like that. Now, this is, these are some of the things that, let's be factual here, okay? Now, this is, these are not opinions, okay? These are some of the factual aspects of this non-signing by the Phoenix Suns. By the Suns not using the contract extension or max extension for DeAndre Ayton, he now joins Anthony Bennett as the only number one overall pick to not get an extension deal. So we're now the Suns are now basically saying that DeAndre Ayton and Anthony Bennett are in the same category. Anthony Bennett is considered one of the biggest flop picks in the history of the NBA. The history of the NBA. There's a reason why he didn't get his rookie max extension. Because he put on like 40 pounds after he was drafted number one overall, was injured almost the entire time, and when he was out there, he was completely clueless, lost, and he was terrible. So Robert Sarver, by not giving DeAndre Ayton a max extension, is basically saying, like, we're going to put you in the same boat as uh, Anthony Bennett. He didn't earn it, neither did you. (laughs) Okay. The Suns took a position of control, and now have instead decided to plunge the team into doubt and indecision. Now, what do I mean by that? So when you have, when you have a situation like this with rookie contracts, the NBA gives teams a lot of control over their rookie draft picks. And some of the, um, there have been so many busts in NBA history, of course, that owners wanted more control over how they dictate the future of their rookies from the from their previous draft picks. Okay, this has given teams a lot more control over who they get. But nonetheless, there's been a, there's been plenty of opportunities for teams to sign rookies to the rookie extension. Okay, so let's take a look at two of the different players that signed for the Phoenix Suns yesterday. You have Mikael Bridges, who signed the four year. 
$90 million offer sheet on a rookie extension for the Phoenix Suns. Okay. Had, uh, you know, I think most people believe that that's a, that's a, a good contract for him. It's a good contract for the Suns. Uh, he's a player who has become a good role player for them. Is a 3 and D guy. Has averaged, you know, about, what was he shooting, about 39%, 40% from the three-point line. Looks good in transition. Plays pretty good defense. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's a good role player. He's not a superstar. He's a good role player. And I have no problem with the Suns giving him four years, $90 million. But then they turn around and give Landry Shamit, who they just traded for in the offseason with the Nets, they give him four years, $43 million, to a role player who has been on four different teams in his career and has basically been shut out of playing in the postseason on every single one of them. When Landry Shamit was playing for any of the teams that he's played for since being drafted. His minutes not only decreased as the year went on, but in the playoffs, he was nowhere to be found. That's the reason why he's been traded and been moved around so often is because he has no value in the postseason, according to the GMs and the coaches that he's played for. That's why he's on his fourth team in three years. Suns gave him $43 million without ever playing a minute for them in a regular season game. Okay, again, I am not going to, you know, begrudge people of making money. If Landry, if if, if the Suns feel that Landry Shamit and his thirty nine percent field goal percentage uh, is is worthy of forty three million dollars, then so be it. I'm happy to have him here. He spreads the floor. Seems like a good guy, and I hope with the Suns he can get uh, you know an expanded uh, amount of roster time and and prove that he is actually a good player. But to not give money to DeAndre Ayton. First of all, $133 million yesterday to two players who are not only older than DeAndre Ayton. Mikael Bridges is 25, won two national championships at Villanova. He stayed there for a while. He's 25. Landry Shaman is 24. They're both two and three years older than DeAndre Ayton is. But they don't even come close to his postseason production and influence. And that's really what we're talking about here. When... When you when you talk to uh, okay when you talk to people about uh, you know GMs and executives as to why you extend why you give rookies max extensions okay you give rookies a max max extension based on how they perform in the postseason if your team was good enough to get to the postseason then you you largely rely on their postseason production did the coach give them minutes in the postseason if he did. How good were they? How efficient were they with those minutes? DeAndre Ayton, his minutes increased in the postseason. In a, season, in, a, in, a, in a league where centers are largely moved out of rotations in the postseason because guard play dominates the NBA, and sometimes it's just too liable to have your center out there plodding along while other teams are running up and down the floor shooting threes. It's very difficult for centers to get you know, great playing time unless you are one of the megastars, Nikola Jokic, Rudy Gobert, uh, if you want to call Anthony Davis one, he's a stretch, but, um, you know, players in, of, of that ilk, okay, their minutes tend to go down because of the the nature of the type of play that happens in the postseason. It's a more guard and wing dominated postseason, and centers have a difficult time getting play. So not only did DeAndre Ayton's minutes go up, 
but his production went up as well. He was better in the postseason than he was in the regular season. DeAndre Ayton was matching and tying and setting records, NBA records, during the postseason. Things that the NBA had not seen since Shaquille O'Neal or Wilt Chamberlain were achieving them or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar were achieving them. Okay? Three pretty important names at the center position in the history of this league. DeAndre Ayton was performing numbers-wise alongside them. Not only that, but he was better than his peers. He outplayed Nikola Jokic, the league MVP, in their sweep of the Denver Nuggets. He played, in my opinion, he outplayed Anthony Davis, who is one of the mega, mega superstars of the league. When you consider the influence on the team, I feel like DeAndre outplayed Anthony Davis in their postseason series against the Lakers. Now, against Giannis, okay, sure, he struggled. Tell you what, line anybody up and tell me who, who doesn't struggle against Giannis. He's seven, foot, he's seven foot tall. He runs like a gazelle. He can dribble the ball. He's got crazy hops. He works harder than anyone else on the floor. And, oh, by the way, DeAndre Ayton's field goal percentage defensively was still 20% plus better than any of his teammates were when guarding Giannis. That's the guy that Robert Sarver this morning is going to say, nope, not worth it. Not worth it. Did the same thing to Joe Johnson. It was over $890,000. There was a difference of $890,000. That's why the, the, the Phoenix Suns didn't sign Joe Johnson that many years ago. There was less than $900,000 difference on the table. Sarver wouldn't budge. The Suns lose Joe Johnson and therefore end up have no chance at winning uh, a, a championship without him. He was, he was vital to that team. They learned nothing from the mistakes that have been made previously. Let's look at, let's look at the Utah Jazz. Most, most recently, the Utah Jazz. Gordon Hayward, okay? Uh, the, the, in 2014, the Jazz decided not to get an extension done with Gordon Hayward. They uh, decided to meet out his restricted free agency, okay? When f- restricted free agency came, Utah then doubled down. They matched the offer sheet with, uh, I can't remember which team it was, but they matched the offer sheet that was given to Gordon Hayward, okay? Because the offer sheet can only be four years, Gordon Hayward left the Utah Jazz as an unrestricted free agent three years later. So instead of signing him to a max deal, a max rookie extension, they got him for a total of three more years at a at a market, I guess, a market evaluation price, which probably saved them about $25, $30 million, and then lost him when they could have had him for two more years. And I'm pretty sure that, okay, now granted, nobody knew that he was going to shatter his leg in a game and become a different player. But most people believe that Gordon Hayward was a top 25 player when that was all going down. It was a huge mistake by the Utah Jazz. Huge mistake. Now, during that time that Gordon Hayward was sitting there making the, the, the I guess, the uh, market the, the market priced availability for him. The salary, cra- the salary cap rose exponentially during the four years that he, was, uh, that he was sitting there with the Utah Jazz in his final year of the rookie contract and the three years of his matched contract. Okay? So signing him to the max deal the three years prior would have been a steal. 
a, an absolute steal based on what it would have cost them to give him a contract which he had earned if he hadn't shattered his, shattered his leg, which he would have earned three years later. So basically right now, and look, that's what's going to happen. Right now the, the NBA salary cap is as low as it's going to be maybe probably ever. So the Phoenix Suns, by refusing to give DeAndre Ayton $172 million in three years, if he decides to, and we'll get into all this other stuff as well, if he decides to stick around and if the Suns decide to match an offer sheet from another team, they're going to lose him in three years when they could have just paid him for a five-year deal today for $172 million instead of now going out to find somebody in three years after you may have lost the likes of Devin Booker, CP3 is retired, and now look, oh, you're last place again in the West. It's just asinine. It's completely asinine. I will not understand. Actually, I do understand. I know exactly where it's coming from because I have a story I'd like to share with you next from somebody who uh, I got it directly from the horse's mouth directly from the horse's mouth. We'll talk about that next. Basketball season is back, and there's no better place to bet on the NBA than FanDuel Sportsbook. And to celebrate the NBA tip-off, FanDuel Sportsbook is giving new customers enhanced odds. Okay, Now, what does that mean? You're going to get 75-1 to odds to win tonight or tomorrow's games. 75-1. to Okay, A $2 bet can turn into $150. Just bet a team to win, either tonight or tomorrow. Now, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, this is the perfect time. Give yourself 75 to 1 odds, which you'll never, ever see again. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. You get paid out quickly. And the they do a cool thing during the NBA season, and, and you'll see, and we'll, we'll talk about some of the promotions and stuff that are coming up throughout the NBA season. There's a Spread the Love promotion coming up and some other fun things as well. But there's a lot of live betting that you don't get with some of the other sports. Like, you can just sit there and watch a game. It's Obviously, the game is fast-paced, and you can start just making bets on the fly. Any trend you like that is happening, you can see the swell occurring, go for it. You can jump right in, jump into the fast lane, and start betting right on the fly there with the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Just download the FanDuel Sports app today. Sign up using my promo code, DEAN. You have to use my name to sign up to get those 75-1 to 1 odds on any team to win tonight's or tomorrow's games. But you've got to use my promo code, DEAN and make every moment more this NBA season. 21 and over and present in Arizona. And users only $10 first deposit is required. Must wager and designate offer market max bonus $150. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you think you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342. When we return, what are, the, what, what are the ramifications of not signing DeAndre Ayton? That's next here on the Jeff Dean Show. Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Welcome back to the Jeff Dean Show. Talking sons and uh, their lack of ability to sign the former number one draft pick, DeAndre Ayton. Now, I covered the Suns for several, several years back in the day for a long time when they were really, really good, um, when they were a well-coached team and um, had some superstars and they were willing to pay out some money for some of those superstars, and then they decided they weren't going to pay out the money for those superstars. And 
One of the great things about that team was is honestly, like most of the guys were really open to discuss things. Like I got pretty close with some of the players and especially with Mike D'Antoni. He and I spent a lot of time together, but uh, it was a conversation that I had with Roger Bell. We, we had, we were doing a, a live broadcast and I was sitting there with Eddie Johnson and Roger Bell comes in. We're at a car dealership, like up in Phoenix somewhere. And, Roger Bell comes in, and we're talking, and he, we do an interview with him and stuff, and we sit there, and we're just talking with Roger after the show. He just hung around, just, you know, hanging around. I think he bought a car that day, too. I don't know. He was like a Cadillac or something. I don't know what it was. Anyway, um, so we're talking with Roger, and so he's telling us a story about with Sarver, and they were having, they were having lunch. They were talking about a contract extension. Um, they were having lunch. This was uh, from uh, like, uh, like two years prior. Now, they sat down, had their niceties or whatever, how's things, how's the wife, and you know, kids, blah, 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 blah. Then Robert Sarver looked at him and he says, Raja, do you deserve an extension? Yes. But am I going to give you an extension? No. And do you know why? Because I don't have to. That's how he negotiated a contract extension with Raja Bell. Because I don't have to, is what he said. So what are we talking here? Like what? Like what, what's like what's the what's the money? What's the ramifications? Why is Robert Sarver so hell bent on not listening to the basketball minds in his organization or the basketball minds across the NBA? Look, if you read Adrian Rojnarowski's article this morning, it's basically saying like. Every GM, every organization in the NBA probably would have signed him to this max contract. Everybody right now is shocked. And there is there are GMs and accountants right now working their calculators across the league trying to figure out how they can offer DeAndre Ayton a restricted free agent contract after this season is over because teams weren't counting on him to be available. <laughs> okay? So what are we talking here? So what's next is that He'll get a contract offer from another team. But in that situation, you can't you can't give it the max deal. So like the best the best that any team could offer him is four years one hundred and twenty eight million dollars. Okay, before if they do it before the salary cap is set next year, four years, hundred and twenty eight million dollars, that's what that's what would be on the table, the most money that he could make with another team. So the Suns would then match the offer, four years one hundred and twenty eight million. So if you take one hundred and twenty-eight million, million, subtract it from one hundred and seventy-two million, which is what he would have made with a max extension this year. Right now, it's forty-four million dollars. Forty-four million dollars over the course of four years. Okay, this is or five years for that matter. A five, yeah, a five-year max deal would have been one hundred and seventy-two million. So there you go, over five years. So forty-four million over five years. That's less than nine million dollars a year is what this came down to. You're going to completely upset the apple cart, disrupt the chemistry that you have with your foot with your basketball team who was two wins away from the franchise's first ever world championship. And you're going to do it over 9 million dollars a year? Now granted, sons are going to be in luxury tax, okay? But we knew that already. The Suns were already over the luxury tax threshold. It's why they've been saving for the last 10 years, to give them some grace with the NBA so that they could, they could go out and sign the players necessary to 
allow them to, you know, because teams that are con- consistently over the, 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 the cap threshold, they get some certain, you know, they get certain benefits taken away from them. They can't sign two guys to mid-level exceptions and all these other, there's all this whole bunch of different things that go through it. Suns had earned all those things. So they're like, okay, we can go out and sign all these guys. We're going to go over the salary cap threshold for the first time in, a, in over a decade, and the NBA is going to give us all of these, you know, a little little boosters for being good little boys and spending our money correctly. Okay, but now's the chance to now is the time to strike. I learned very early in this business that when you have the hammer, you swing it. When you have the hammer, you swing it. Robert Sarver and the Phoenix Suns right now have the hammer. They are the best team in the Western Conference. I know a lot of people out there are like, Lakers are the best team. Stop. Stop. They have great talent. They're also old, and there's not enough basketballs to go around. This team this year proved it. And in my opinion, they were getting better this offseason, and they were gelling, and things were coming together even better than it happened last year. So they're going to throw that all away over $9 million a year. I, I can't do it, folks. Like I, I tweeted out yesterday. I, I just, I can't do this anymore. As long as Robert Sarver is owner of the Phoenix Suns, I just, I, I have the most difficult time being a fan. I have grown up a Phoenix Suns fan my entire life. It's, it sucks because it's really like the only home team that I have, right? You know, being here, being an Arizona native, the Coyotes were a transplant. The Expansion team, Diamondbacks. I was already a Giants fan for years. I was going to Giants minor league games, Firebirds and Giants minor league games for years before the Diamondbacks were ever a team. So I was already a diehard Giants fan by the time they even got around to getting their franchise. The Arizona Cardinals, and let's be honest, who's going to root for the St. Louis Cardinals? <laughs> okay? I was already a 49er fan anyway. I'd already watched them win three Super Bowls before the Cardinals even moved here. So no way in hell I was going to become a Cardinal fan. The Suns are like my one team, the one team that I've grown up with, the team that is you know ten years older than I am, and it's just being crushed, absolutely, just mishandled, mismanaged in every single way, because of a penny pinching. Uh, listen, the guy does not want to deal with people; he just doesn't. And to give out $133 million yesterday, it's almost like it's vindictive. It's almost as if he's saying, we gave these other guys $133 million, we ain't going to give you a penny. <laughs> Bro, like, I, I just, I can't do it. Here's my dream. My dream right now is for DeAndre Ayton to play out the final two years of his rookie contract. Okay? Say, screw it. I'm not even going to sign a restricted free agent deal and let the Suns match it and keep me here for another four years. Okay? I'm not even going to do that because he has a player option for 2022-23. He can play at what he's currently making in the 2022-23 season and then become an unrestricted free agent and leave the Suns with nothing and then go sign for a team and shove it right in their face. I hope. That is my dream for DeAndre Ayton right now because there. I mean, the Suns may look to trade him and stuff once they realize that that's what he's going to do and that he's a lame duck and they're not going to get anything for him. They may try to trade him. I'm pretty sure that NBA teams would be much much more inclined to 
and he and he may go somewhere for a playoff run at the end of that year, but regardless, he could go and sign with another team, get a max deal from any one of the other 29 general managers in this league who would have given him one already, and shove it right in Robert Sarver's face. That's my dream for DeAndre Ayton. I hope that's what he ends up doing. Because this is this is ridiculous. Michael Porter Jr. got a bag from the Denver Nuggets the, the, yesterday. Got a bag from them. Wasn't even a part of. Wasn't he made when he scored like eight points in the entire conference in, in the entire postseason? Nuggets' best player in the in the series against the the Suns was Aaron Gordon. Michael Porter Jr. got $100 million, $108 million yesterday. They refused to sign one of the top 30 players in the NBA. And that's not my number. That's not mine. There are rankings out there that you can you can look up. DeAndre Ayton's considered one of the top 30 players in the NBA right now. Not my number. It's, I'm just going with what, what the analysts say. So, if you're a Suns fan... Tread, tread forward with uh, tread forward lightly. Be careful, because uh, this team will let you down in so many ways. It's not even funny. Join Spears and Ali this Thursday from three to six for a special Bear Down Thursday at Main Gate Square because the game is on Friday. Join the community as we cheer on our University of Arizona football team. From uh, 4 to 7 p.m., there's going to be happy hour specials at the restaurants and the patios that are adjacent to where the pep rally is, as well as a junior cats activity zone for the kiddos, so bring the family. The pep rally will begin at 6 o'clock, and it features, of course, the Pride of Arizona marching band, uh, marching right down university there. Wilbur and Wilma, the U of A cheerleaders, the Palm Squad, the Twirlers will all be in attendance and uh, getting ready to uh, pep up the Arizona Wildcat football team for Friday night's matchup against the Washington Huskies. There are other going to be also uh, ESPN Tucson's sister stations. There will be chances to win game tickets and a whole lot more. For more information, go to ESPNTucson.com and join us for Bear Down Thursday, a special Bear Down Thursday, this Thursday at Main Gate Square. When we return, Nick Rolovich, Washington State head coach of the uh, Washington State football team, fired and his uh, four of his staff members fired yesterday. We'll talk about that next. You're listening here to The Jeff Dean Show. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. More of The Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. I have such a short segment here, I don't want to start something new. So I'm going to continue with my final thoughts on the sons of DeAndre Ayton. If, if what you believe from Adrian Wojnarowski, Wojnarowski, I hate I try to say his name. It's always, it always crosses me up. Um, if you, what, you, what you believe is true, and th- there's no reason to believe that what Woj is saying isn't, he's usually spot on with his information. Not only did the Suns not speak about a five-year max extension. They wouldn't even talk about a three- or a four-year extension. Like, they basically just said, we're done with you. I mean, who does that? They're basically going to say, look, we're going to say, if, if, you, are, if you are offered a max deal by another team at the end of next season, we will match it for $128 million. We're going to save ourselves $44 million. 
and we're going to get to keep you for another three years until you become an unrestricted free agent and leave leave the team at the age of 25, 26 years old, whatever uh, age he would be at that time. That's basically what they're saying. Good luck. I, I just I can't I can't get on board with that. I can't. Uh, he's earned it. Every other player before him that was drafted number one besides Anthony Bennett has earned it. Every other team has paid those contract extensions outside of the Sixers for Anthony Bennett, or the Cavaliers, sorry, for Anthony Bennett. Every team's done it. And 29 other teams in the league would have done it if DeAndre Ayton were playing for them. These are just another one of the things that makes it so difficult to be a Phoenix Suns fan and I'm probably just going to start rooting for the for the Warriors this year and uh, just be done with it. I, I just can continue to be slapped in the face by the owner of this of this team. Alright, stay tuned. It's just a quick turnaround. Remember, just a two minute quick break here. We're coming right back for hour number two, the eight o'clock hour. Tons of stuff. The Jed Fish press conference, Greg Hansen's article, and Nick Rolovich fired at Wazoo, plus some Major League Baseball. Stay tuned. It's the Jeff Dean Show. From the Casino Del Sol studio, the soul of Tucson, this is ESPN Tucson.